Morning Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to the final edition of Going Greyhounds for 2023. It is December 19. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to chat all things Greyhound Racing is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. What a year it's been, first of all, and uh, a big weekend to, to wrap things up down with the Phoenix in Melbourne. Yeah, morning, Kat. Uh, it, it was a big year. We saw so many uh, highs throughout the year and I think one, one of the highs for the year was me uh, at the weekend. Um... Uh, Telgi training Scalacci to the to the uh, Phoenix win. Um, we saw Jordan Cooper get the the Hobart thousand. So nice to see a couple of names there aside from what we've become pretty accustomed to. Absolutely. Let's backtrack to Phoenix night because what a big one it was. And it wasn't just uh, the main event on the, the card. We also saw the running of the Silver Chief Classic at Angela Langton and Jeff Britton came out on top. Yeah, they did, and the Barry Smith uh, bred Mapunga Shine. He's just been a wonderful breeder oh, for decades now, Barry Smith. He's never really in the limelight, but any of those Mapunga greyhounds that you see go round are uh, his. And, uh, gee, it was an impressive performance. Uh, improved somewhat on what I thought he could run. He ran five seconds early from the white box and, and overall 29.76. So another feature to the Britons and Barry Smith. And it wasn't uh, the time honours in the Phoenix. That was uh, that went the way of Transponder in the match race of the night. And geez, um, he really put it to them and, and sort of stuck his neck out and said, oh, you should have picked me for the Phoenix because it was very impressive. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's been one of the form greyhounds of 2023 as well. Uh, a Group 1 winner. He won the, the Adelaide Cup. But um, 5.07 early, it's about as quick as he could go. But... He did miss the start of it, but an overall 29.55 cat. Uh, that was an awesome performance, and I know at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how quick you win, um, whether it be Mpunga Shine, Scalacci, uh, or Transponder, you, you know, you still get the win, but that just goes to show how quick that dog is, Transponder. Absolutely. I think people get a little bit caught up in the fact that he has that tendency to step right out of the boxes. They forget yeah, so just what? how fast of a yeah they forget just how fast of a dog he actually is but yep. uh, moving on to the phoenix and scalacci all honors were with him let's listen to his replay Racing, even line, speed out from Hector Fall. He's got early speed past the back, trying to go with it. Scalacci's got a cross. Alpha Zulu took a tumble. The leader was Scalacci. It's three or four clear from Postman Pat on the inside of Hector Fawley. Out deep, big energy. Next in the field was past the back. Miles off the lead. Wow, she's fast. And Jay is Jay. But Scalacci, four in front. Postman Pat's roaring home. Scalacci all out. Postman Pat. Scalacci! Scalacci won the Phoenix and beat Postman Pat. Hector Foley ran third. Fourth in was Wow, she's fast. What a beauty. Next in was Big Energy from past the buck. J is J. Alpha Zulu was collected. It's 29 and 89. That was Scalacci taking out the Phoenix on Saturday night. And what an impressive victory, Daff. And hats off to you because I know you may not have put him on top, but in the chasing winners column that we did last week, you definitely said that he was the value dog of the race. Yeah, I had something on him. What about the call, Dan Hibbert? I thought he was going to blow a gasket there, <laughs> but he got there in the finish. <laughs> but I was only basing it on, look, I know Scalacci's uh, recent form Maybe it slipped a little bit. He had some wins in there. Obviously, the South Australian Derby win was the one that made people sit up and take notice. And he did win at Sandown uh, well, five starts ago and ran five seconds early, 29-25. 
The overall time, uh, 29.87. Quite clearly, they went quicker for the night, but he did the job early, 5.07 early. I think there was a few others that we thought might go quicker than that, in particular past the buck. That wasn't to be the case, and I suppose um, that the fascinating thing out of the start, Cat, was the fact that um, Hector Foley jumped in front. He wouldn't have known what he was doing. Uh, being in front, but uh, they quickly collared him, and Scalacci took over in that first turn. There was a bit of a, tr- a bit of trouble behind him. Postman Pat certainly wouldn't have lost any admirers in a fast closing second there. But at the end of the day, Scalacci, I suppose that's why he was selected as a slot holder uh, on his earlier form. Uh, well, he's only had 19 starts, but his earlier form with that blistering early pace, and he used it to advantage the other night. You mentioned Hector Foley in box two. I know he was your on top selection, Daff, and uh, he probably did himself a disservice coming out as good as he did because he got hammered soon after box rise and he just didn't have the pace to go with them early. He probably would have been better off bombing it. Yeah, he probably would have been. It was it was an interesting race. I, I kind of had it in the back of my mind that those drawn out wide were going to need a terrible lot of luck to get into the race. Uh, as I said, I thought Scalacci was a chance of learning on his best form. Obviously, we had the red there. Alpha Zulu, another one that uh, that I thought could possibly lead. So he picked up an injury, uh, finished ta- finishing tailed off, but uh, was one for the ages that race. And I mean, the the storylines going into it were obviously Wow, she's fast and Scalacci. That dog uh, and his trainer had so much media coverage outside of Greyhounds in Melbourne last week. Fabulous story. And uh, I don't think we'll ever forget the scenes after the race. You, you could just see what it meant to him. Absolutely, you could. And I think his phone's been running hot ever since that night. And we're just mm. another one added to the list. He joins us now, Talji, to, to have a chat about that Phoenix win from Saturday night. Good morning to you, Talji. Has it sunk in yet? Uh, it hasn't, Kat. How are you going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a worry at all. Uh, just talk us through, I guess, first and foremost, the lead up to the race because the dog had a plenty of knockers um, coming out of the woodwork, first of all, on his selection uh, for the Phoenix, but then also once the box draw came out on his actual chances in the race. Um, but you were always pretty confident you had the dog to win. Yeah, look, end of the day, his, his uh, main racing pattern is to lead and, and break him up, and, and, and that's all I was hoping for. In the top gun, he came out and hit his head on the boxes and, and split the bottom of his eye. You know, you were at my place the next day after the top gun and you seen it, Kat. But, um, and he sort of lost a bit of confidence um, the next two starts and, and we had to do a lot of box work to really get his confidence back and get him jumping to his best where he normally races and, and it, it paid dividends on the night of the race and I'm just so wrapped for myself and for Ladbrokes for, you know, really having faith and sticking fat with me. You know, they've changed our lives for, forever. Talj, it's a great story, and everybody who was watching uh, couldn't help but be uh, wrapped up in the moment as well uh, as you were walking down the straight after you won uh, with uh, Jimmy Vandermart. But what about the next day? Obviously, you've got home that night and, and you've tried to sleep or whatever, but you got out of bed the next morning, and here's, uh, here's your dog, um, your star Scalacci there, Obviously, you've uh, you've walked him or whatever. The next, how was the feeling the next morning? To be honest with you, we got home at one thirty, and obviously I fed the dog. You know, give him an empty. I put him in the kennel. I went back out forty five minutes later, two thirty in the morning, to give him another empty to get all the fluids out of him and and all that sort of stuff, so he doesn't tie up. And and then went inside, and I just sat down and. I just took a couple of deep breaths and, and thought, what's happened tonight? You know, uh, this is unbelievable. And, 
I looked at my phone and I had 170 text messages <laughs> and I replied to probably about 90 of them. And um, it came about 5.30 and I thought, I've got to get to bed. I went to bed at 5.30. Everyone was asleep. Went to bed at 5.30. I was up at 7.30 in the morning, let them all out. I got him. I threw him in the car. And, I, I, and as I do after every race, took him straight down to the beach at Seaford and walked him through the water for 15 minutes as a recovery and then put him back in the car and come home and, and then sort of did the dogs at home. And then we all went out for lunch. And I took Lucky Karabasakis out for lunch with his family, who holds the stud dog, um, Heartstyle Rico, the, mm. the sire of my bloke. And we all went out for lunch. And, and it was just a great thrill. He had tears in his eyes. He couldn't believe it. And, and mate, and in the end, I probably ended up with about 400 to 500 text messages on my phone, Facebook, Messenger. And only yesterday at about one o'clock in the afternoon that I got to everyone and replied to everyone. And, and I actually, Kat sent me a message that night to say, can you please come down to where the 500 boxes are so we can have a chat. And I actually replied to her yesterday because that's how far back her text was. <laughs> and and that's, that's how long it's taken me to get back to everyone. You know, like unbelievable. Luckily, we're pretty understanding at Sky Racing. So uh, you oh, got we, away with that still, one. We, we still, we still caught up. Which is great, yeah. But just, I, I suppose, um, you mentioned that you took him down to the beach um, on the Sunday morning. That would have been, I imagine, something completely different for you to be there within that morning, just you and the dog and just soaking it up and reflecting, just the two of you guys out there on what he'd done for you the night before. Look, Kat, I'll be honest with you. That night when we were on the podium, I, I sort of hugged him for about 30 seconds and I was that emotional and, and, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it now and talking about it that all I could say to him is you, you don't realise what you have done for us, you know. And and at the beach, I kept saying that, you know, you're a champion. You've, you've changed my life forever. And and so have Ladbrokes. And, and if it wasn't for Ladbrokes, they could have pulled the pin on me after running in the heat of the Melbourne Cup because it had gone terrible and they could have pulled the pin. They could have changed their mind. They could have gone with someone else and we wouldn't have achieved together what we achieved that day night. Joel, that vision of you uh, hugging him on, on the podium, we all saw that. And uh, One thing that was pretty noticeable to me, our paths haven't crossed yet, but looking at all of the comments on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc., after the race Saturday night, it's quite clear that although you don't have a big kennel and you're not a big greyhound name, you are now, but you weren't beforehand. But um, you're well respected in the industry. Yeah, um, it's been unbelievable. Like the text messages that I got from people, mate. I, I don't know if I can say this, but a steward from Adelaide that when I raced in Adelaide, he actually texted me on Saturday night saying, "Mate, we are all wrapped here. You know, we're so happy that you won it. Hope to see you soon. You know, and that's the stewards. You know, and." GRV sent me an email yesterday saying we all watched the race again in the office all together. We're all so happy that you've won it. People have come up to me after the race. People have reached out that I don't know on Messenger. Um, in my shop on Sunday night, I had two blokes from Tasmania. don't know who they are. They've run me and said, mate, we are so wrapped that you've won and we're so happy and, and you brought a smile to our face. And people have come in from to the shop to get a pizza and, and, and to meet me that have come from far just to meet me and say, well done and congratulations. I was going to ask about that, what Sunday night was like. Yeah, it was pretty hectic. Um, You know, people coming in and saying, well done. Even last night I had a couple of people come in and say, well done. And and I've actually taken the trophy with me the last couple of nights because I want people to soak it up and be involved and and get a photo with the trophy and enjoy it like I have, you know, because 
it's not just about me. It's about the followers. It's about Ladbrokes. It's about my family, my friends, everybody that's stuck fat by us. It's all for them, mate. It really is. And obviously, a lot of people know the story behind you now with the pizza shop, and that's your nine to five, or um, that's your main income, and the dogs are just a side project for you. But that being said, that probably underplays your involvement in the industry because you've been in it for 25 years now, and um, it's quite the story with this fella aside from his name, which is obviously synonymous with racing, but um, just your involvement with the dogs in particular because this fella. You bred him yourself, you reared him, but a lot of people wouldn't have bred with the mother or the grandmother, but you backed your judgment and now you've won a million-dollar race. Just talk us through, um, I guess, your involvement in greyhounds and this fella's breeding and how he came to be. Yeah, well, the mother was a real good bitch cat, but she actually tore a tendon in her stopper and, um, like, her breaking in was brilliant and, you know, pre-training was brilliant, but then she tore the tendon and... We got it back, but she wasn't as good as what she was in early days. And she won a few races, but then we decided to retire her and, and have a litter with her. And at first litter, we went to Elite, um, elite State, and they weren't, they weren't great. They were handy dogs, but they weren't great. And then um, then I thought to myself, when Hardstyle Rico retired, I rang Lucky and said, mate, I wouldn't mind having a litter with her. And he rang David Brash and asked him about the mating. And David Brash said, mate, Fabregas pitches to Elite State is unbelievable. So then we went with it, and Lucky was sensational because at the time I was setting up my new pizza shop and I didn't have the time to do it, so he welped it down for me, gave me a free service and all that sort of stuff. And I got the pups when they were three months of age and, yeah, did a great job. And, and the rest is history. We've got Scalacci and he's won the Phoenix. And um, But getting back to your question, yeah, she, she was a good bitch, but because of the injury, it sort of set it back a bit. And going forward, uh, any plans to extend the kennel? I think you've only got a couple at the moment. And I suppose the other key question is, where to next for Scalacci? Um, yeah, I'd love to train full-time, to be honest with you. You know, um, but I've got a pizza shop that's in the way at the moment. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to buy a pizza shop, give me a call. But, um, yeah, so... Um, I would love to go full-time. And for Scalacci, the next race I'm aiming for would be the Warrigal Cup. Um, that's in the uh, start of January. So that's the, that's the race we'll be targeting. Should be hard to beat around there. Uh, just just quickly, I've got the two blokes from Ladbrokes dropped in today. Wanted to say day and just catch up and see how I'm going. And, and really, basically, just to have it, you know, to get together because we didn't really have a chance that day night. If you guys want to have a chat to them, they're more than happy to have a chat to you if you want to ask them anything. They're the, no. uh, they're the opposition, so we better not, otherwise we'll get in big trouble, Tal. Oh, okay. No worries. All good. I just thought maybe but, um, they're, the main, but, they're the main people that sort of made this happen, really, you know, and I'm really grateful for them. Oh, no, absolutely. I think um, despite the the obvious opposition that's there, um, you know, you've got, you've got to give the slot holders credit for what they've done, and um, absolutely they've stuck with your boy and um, they're part of your dream and your fairy tale so hats off to yeah. everyone involved in the story but um, yeah from on behalf of us at, at Sky Channel um, congratulations on on the win and thank you for letting us share along in the journey because we came out about six weeks ago and met you guys and we're able to sort of play a small part in sharing the story in those early days so um really genuinely happy that the race has gone to an underdog and someone that you may not have heard from too often and um, it's really made someone's dream come true. 
No, I really appreciate it, Kat, and, and, and great support from everybody, you know, and, mate, what can I say? I've won the Phoenix. I can't believe it. I really, I really can't. I still I still sort of pinch myself to say, is this really true, you know, and, and it has happened. And, look, it's a great race to win, and everyone wants to win big races and then be involved in big races. And, and just people ask me what it was like to win the race, and I said, put it this way, Coming back with James Vandermart and, and everyone screaming and yelling, I felt like I was doing a lap of honour at the MCG after winning the Premiership at Collingwood. That's what it felt like, you know, and it was unbelievable. And that's how it came across, Tell. So uh, it's been a wonderful ride so far. He's still a young dog. I mean, he's got those, uh, the, you know, the South Australian Derby and obviously the Phoenix in his CV already, uh, two and a half, it's all ahead of him. So you have a great Christmas. Um I'm sure you'll sell a few more pizzas now. You've put Greyhound Racing on the map, uh, both yourself and, and the dog, and obviously your pizza shop as well. Have a great Christmas, and hopefully we're chatting to you around Warrigal Cup time. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, eh? Thanks, Telge. There he was, Jihad uh, Telge, who puts the polish on Scalacci. I'm sure, Kat, there would not be one Greyhound person in the country who hasn't seen that footage from Saturday night. It was fabulous. Oh, absolutely it was, and as we just said, it's just great to see salt-of-the-earth people that um, don't always get the accolades and don't always get the fast dogs. And I think that's what makes it so great too is um, he's bred this boy and he's had him from day one. It's just an absolute fairy tale and, yeah, you love to see it. One thing that stood out to me, as soon as they crossed the line, uh, how he was embraced by all other trainers. They were so happy for him. I know you want your dog to win, but it looked like they were so happy uh, that Telge was able to win with Scalacci. Yeah, and I think that's um, one thing that I've sort of learnt with Talj. Um, we obviously, when the dog went over to South Australia, we did a few things with him on the morning line and then um, I was lucky enough to go out to his place around Top Gun time to do a feature story and mm. um, just got to know Talji a little bit and he's just such a lovely guy and so friendly, so happy and um, I've stayed sort of in contact with him, obviously going down there for the carnival. He always comes up and makes a point of saying hello and very yeah. polite, very warm. And um, he's just genuinely a good guy. And I think that showed on Saturday night just how everyone got around him and was just happy for him. That's it. Now, um, we're going to take a short break. And after that, we're going to catch up with another regular good guy, a good guy Sandro Bacini. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Form Guide, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. The Southern Hemisphere's best yearlings at Australia's holiday playground. The 2024 Magic Minions Gold Coast Yearling Sale, January 9 to 16. It's the number one sale for producing superstars. Graduates include recent spring carnival stars, Alligator Blood, Osmosis, Imperatrice Militarise and Hong Kong champion Golden 60. The Gold Coast Yearling Sale offers more opportunities to find more champions. See the catalogue at magicminions.com.au. Bill Briggs for Birdie at the third. He's been lining this up for about 14 minutes now. What are you waiting for? Christmas? 
Make gifting easy this year at the Drummond Golf Big Christmas Golf Sale. Australia's biggest range of gifts for the golfer in your life. Don't know what to get? Then you can't go wrong with a gift card. So don't wait for Christmas. Jump online or go in-store to Drummond Golf. Australia's biggest. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Harvey Norman is open till 7 tonight. Sony Compact Bluetooth speaker, just $78. More hot gift ideas in store. Harvey Norman, open till 7 tonight. Sydney at Marsden Park, Richmond Road, eastbound, one lane's blocked with a truck breakdown. That's near Alara Boulevard. Bondi Beach Emergency Works, affecting both ways on Old Southhead Road at Hall Street. Brisbane at Castle Diner, slow inbound on Gympie Road. Also Mackenzie, busy northbound on the Gateway Motorway. Does your joint pain get worse as the day goes on? Bauer finds German-made braces, compression and supports offer proven relief. Call 13knees or go to 13knees.com.au today. I'm Luke Jermay. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now. Beginning well off the inside here, Val Potichella looking to try and keep out Punters Bandit, who's very handy, and the Queenslander will go through and lead. So it's Val Potichella from Punters Bandit. Third, the inside, Ritza Piper. They're followed by Zipping Whiskey and Zipping Vanessa Last by the judge. And Val Potichella, she goes out of the straight and leads by a length and a half, Punters Bandit. Third is Ritza Piper. Zipping Whiskey's in a striking place. Zipping Vanessa Last down the back straight. And Val Potichella, she's opened up the lead. She's two and a half punters banded. Ritza Piper getting through on the inside and then zipping whiskey. But Val Potichella around the home turns, bounded away from punters banded. Then Ritza Piper and Val Potichella, the Sunshine State, win the Christmas cheer. Val Potichella first, photo second, Ritza Piper or punters banded. Then zipping whiskey and zipping Vanessa. That was the Christmas cheer at Wentworth Park on Saturday night and it was a big night there, Daff. Uh, zipping Caleb won the Christmas gift, the other group three of the evening. And he was very impressive in 29.61 too. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, the, the red runner there, one hot bandit. Obviously, just the red's not his go, is it? And he kind of made the race for Zipping Caleb around the first turn. But just getting back to Vol uh in the call there, I think a lot was surprised the fact that she stepped to the front from the red. But uh, as we know, um, particularly from her Queensland form, she... She's so versatile. You know, she can show pace when it's necessary, and it was necessary the other night, and she got the job done leading all the way. We saw her do a similar thing in a heat of the, um, was it the bold trees down at Sandown Park, where she bounced to the front from box six. And, yeah, I think it took everyone by surprise that night, but obviously showed that she's got it in her. And um, even when she does lead, she really runs out a strong 700 still. Well, she ran 41.80 the other night. They don't really go much quicker than that. She's run sensational times. Uh, in Queensland when she's been able to win over the, the middle and long distance. And obviously when she won a heat of the bowl trees, 41.71, I think she ran. And that was only a couple of hundreds uh, slower uh, than the best of the night. She beat Zohar Bale on that occasion. So, I mean, she already had a pretty uh, impressive CV, but uh, she's clocked up over 160000 in prize money now. She's well, still on May 21 whelping. Yeah, the world is her oyster, that's for sure. And uh, her owner, Sandro Pacini, has been a great guest on our show uh, multiple times. And he joins us again now because his girl is finally a group-winning uh, stayer. Good morning to you, Sandro. Good morning, Kat. How are you? Good day, Daph. I'm, hey, tipping we're not as, I'm tipping we're not as good as you because uh, you must be absolutely over the moon to finally get a nice feature race beside a name. Oh, well, it was, um, it was, uh, I'm pinching myself actually, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, just great to see a lead and, um, and get the job done finally and, um, and show, 
show the world what she can really do against the good dogs, yeah. There was no catching her when she led. She just came out and just stayed that four or five lengths in front of Richard Piper all the way, and Punter's Bandit, they just couldn't pick her up. No, when Punter's Bandit came up on her outside, I, I was in the catching pen, actually. I actually caught her that night, and... um. And I was sort of thinking, will it, will it go past her or will she hold it out? And when she held it out, when they went past me, I think I shouted something like, come on, grind them into the ground or something like that. I said, I hope <laughs> the others the others catch it. Didn't think I was too rude or anything, but I was fist pumping pretty much all the way from there. <laughs> and talk us through that moment when she crossed the line and you ran into the pen to, to grab her. You must have just been over the moon. Oh, look, you know... Um, I guess she's just concentrating on catching the dog at the time because um, she, she actually went after one of the others <laughs> in the in the pen for some reason. I don't know why. But um, anyway, I grabbed her and, you know, just gave her a big hug and, um, you know, and a pat. And, you know, and, uh, I guess I didn't know what to say after that. I just uh, concentrated on getting the rug off her and uh, getting her back into the wash bay because I think the fireworks were coming on. They warned us that the fireworks were on at 9 o'clock. So... Uh, so I'm just pretty much concentrating on doing all that and getting that right first before before I started gushing a bit. <laughs> well, you could probably argue that the Zamets between them, um, Selena and Tony, have got the best two stars in Australia at the moment. Obviously, Icy Eyes has uh, been carrying all before her in uh, New South Wales and Queensland over the last few weeks, and of course, Val Policella. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, Icy Eyes, is, um, she's an awesome dog, actually, to be honest. Uh, you know, she's she's really got got the sections in all the places. Um, she's definitely faster than my bitch um, over over in the first section up there at Albion Park. I think she's gone like fifteen seven, mm. and I think we've gone like fifteen eighty four or something around there. So she's our our, our main aim is just trying to be get on her back early in the race when we're up against her because she she can run run it right out too. Yeah, she's she's a great bitch actually. Mm. And no doubt that's where your girl's headed back up to Queensland because the carnival's not too far away. So um, that's going to be very exciting. Uh, you'd think being back on her home deck would be a ma- major advantage for her? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. She's um, she's pretty well settled in there at, um, at Tony's place and um, and uh, she loves she loves Albion Park. And, uh, yeah, like the, that'll be the main aim going forward, um, depending on... on what Tony thinks, um, she might come down for the um, for the summer distance plate in mid January here, but that'll depend on what's what's going on up there, I guess. So he'll have a look at that program and we'll go from and we'll go from there. But she's she always welcome back at my place anyway. Yeah, I bet she is. Sandra, I was going to say um, she's not just one dimensional. I mean, you know, he could probably throw in her a six hundred, and she'd be around about that thirty four sixty mark at, at Albion Park. She's she's got it both ends. Well, she has, yeah. Provided she leads, she can definitely run run that time. I, mean, I think she's done thirty four fifty something a couple of times. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be scary to think what she might what she might run now if she led, um, because um, she's like she's a more seasoned uh, greyhound and a lot stronger than she was when she first started. So, you know, I, I could see her getting close to thirty under thirty four five potentially if she ever led in one of those races. Yeah, definitely. It is a shame in some ways, Sandro. Um, obviously, you're based here in Sydney, and that's um, not to disregard the, the wonderful job Tony Zamet's done with her, but um, you made the decision to send her to Queensland pretty much um, 
it, or even before she had her first start, obviously, obviously she went up for the Vince Curry series to kick off her career. But you always had in the back of your mind that she was going to be a stayer and um, you identified pretty early on that Queensland was going to be the best fit for her. And I suppose it, it's worked out well in some ways, but there would have to be a little bit of a twinge of disappointment that you don't get to see a race around Sydney every week. Well, it's disappointing that you can't race a dog like her in your home state on a regular basis over the distances that she's capable of winning at. Um, you know, so like I think that, that race on Saturday night, it's the first 720 metre race that's been on at Wentworth Park since the Sydney Cup. Uh, so, so what's happening with our stayers? That's the question we have to ask. What's happening with grading? What's happening with race programming? I mean, I understand that um, GRNSW have reduced the prize money for 600 metre races outside uh, Richmond, I think it is. So they're down from 7,000 to 3,000. I mean, what? I really don't understand their policies and what they're trying to achieve here. You know, where are, they, are they listening to too many people, you know, who just want to race 400-metre dogs? Oh, I just don't get it. You know, yeah. we're, we're suffering a dearth of even 500-metre dogs. You know, that, that could clearly. be that could be argued to be all around Australia, but but in Sydney especially, it seems to be more noticeable. Yeah, yeah quite clearly there's some issues uh, there at the moment, Sandro, and I suppose the one beneficiary out of that is Queensland, where Val Policello is, because uh, they've got these uh, distance races now. We've seen the Britons uh, have a, a satellite kennel up here. Uh, Robbie's son, Tim, is, is training in Queensland at the moment. They are sending stayers up because there's so much prize money on for those uh, races over the 17-metre course. Exactly right. Not only that, you've got, you've got a, like a 6.30 there at Ipswich, which is a rather testing, a testing uh, distance as well. And they're not shy at putting on novice and fifth-grade races as well and developing the staying ranks Um and you know, like, I can I can understand why why the Britons would would do that. I mean, and they they can develop those stayers up 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 there with re, with very good prize money for their owners. And then I guess when they get their group, if they develop into group dogs, they can bring them back down to Melbourne and race them in their group in the group races down there. And they've got a pretty much a ready-made stayer, haven't they? Mm. That's, and that's, that's not to mention that's not to mention that Victoria hasn't got a great system as well. I mean, they've got plenty of 600, mid-600 metre distances regionalised and they have some very good racing for, for stays and, and they do certainly do a far better job at it than what New South Wales do, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah well, it's, uh, as Duff said, New South Wales has lost as Queensland's game because she's absolutely flying and um, hopefully yeah. for yourself and Tony, she's a force to be reckoned with over the carnival, but um, a nice Christmas present for yourself, Sandro, and <laughs> no, uh, no, no doubt, no doubt, it'll be great. money well spent. Yeah. No, she's she's great. I think I think my wife's got 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 her eyes on some diamond earrings so. <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas or for her birthday, actually, which is well, on the 29th. Well, but... <laughs> Sandro, Sandro, we've got to thank you for your time throughout the year. You've no, become thank a, you. You've become a regular, and the beauty of being a regular is we get you on when you win. Ah, oh, well, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> I hope and I'm on more often. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you certainly will be. I, I just had a look before. She's only a May 21 whelping, so only a tick over two and a half. Only 34 starts. So I'm sure we're going to be speaking to you in the new year. Well, Tony reckons um, she's still on the way up. So you know, we're, we're, seems Scary impossible. Thought. Seems impossible to to believe, but um, 
you know, but uh, you know, like, like I was saying to somebody here in our office, I said, if, uh, if she retired today, I wouldn't have any regrets, you know, because she's, yeah. you know, she's probably been the best dog I've ever had. But, you know, I'd love, love to see her compete and winning, win a group one. That would be that would be the absolute um, peak of my, my greyhound life anyway, at least. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Well, Sandro, you and your family have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, that was a good Christmas present, 25000 for winning that Bloody race yeah, last Saturday yeah. night. And uh, as I said, I'm sure... We'll be speaking to you in the new year about uh, uh, about Valpolicella. She's going to be probably one, or she is already one of the fines of the year. So hopefully that form continues into the new year. So thank you for your time. Thank you, and I'd like to wish you and Cat and family um, also a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And um, and thanks for you know, Sky Racing and, and also the great job you guys do on the radio promoting your sport. Thank you so, so much, Sandro. All the best. Have a good Cheers. Christmas. Great. Okay, just another good guy there, Kat. Absolutely. He's um he's an absolute legend, Sandro, and um he's throwing plenty of money in into the sport with breeding and all that, um, over the, the many years that he's been involved. So another guy that you you're happy to see get a good one, that's for sure. And um it's a bit quiet now heading into the Christmas period here in New South Wales, Daff. There's mm. not much happening um here. I, I guess the next feature race that we've got to look out for will be the Gosford Cup heats. They kick off next Tuesday night. Um, And other than that, interstate, it's the Sale Cup on Boxing Day. So um, not an awful lot going on, but um, there's going to be plenty of quality. No doubt those Gosford Cup heats next week are going to be red hot. They're going to be sensational, aren't they? Actually, just on that Sale Cup Boxing Day night, um, we've got the market up for the final before we close out the show. Untapped, uh, the veteran, she's got the red box and favourite at three fifty. Get ready, Dora at twelve. Zinzan Chopper six. Home Brew four dollars sixty. Jarek Bale going for a third sale cup in a row, twenty six dollars, and not hopeless either. Drill Sergeant at fourteen. Your Colour Room four forty. Stomping five. The favourite at the moment is the first reserve, Zohar Bale. He was a good thing licked in the heats. He's at three dollars fifty. And uh, well, equal favourite with Untapped and eight dollars for Big Susie. So you would be surprised if they got a run. But it's an open race that one. Actually, I thought Get Get Ready Dora had a really good hope there. Box two at twelve dollars. You stole what I was going to say, Duff. I was just oh, about really? to say exactly the same thing. She's um, I'm actually very surprised at her price. Uh, she was yep. nearly the. I think she was only a length off being the fastest qualifier, and um, she had to do it the hard way for her she's normally a front runner and she had to come from behind so and untapped's um, not suited on off the inside either no i would have thought um off box two she'd be a good chance of just bouncing straight on the arm and um, playing catch me if you can and i know she's probably a bit suspect at uh 700 but 640 meters would be right up her alley so i could definitely entertain having something on her at 12s all right, Kat, well, uh, you've had a pretty good year. You're sort of everywhere at the moment as far as greyhound racing is concerned. It's been fabulous to watch you grow into that role uh, this year. Uh, show's going well. As you said, we've got a couple of weeks off now. I think we're back, is it the 16th of January? Yep, yep, it is. And uh, we'll be right into the thick of uh, the Queensland Carnival at that time. And also um, we'll be looking forward to the Pause of Thunder National Derby and National Futurity meeting that weekend. So... Um, plenty to look forward to in early January and can't wait to dive straight back into things after a, a bit of a siesta. That's it. Well, hopefully all of our listeners uh, and correspondents throughout the year have a, a happy and or merry and safe Christmas, uh, in particular yourself, because I think you're having a white Christmas this year. Yeah, well, not quite Christmas, but festive season off to Europe on Boxing Day. So thoroughly looking forward to that. It'll um, 
Yeah, it'll be a nice little change from the 41 degrees of Tongog, that's for sure. Will be. All right, you have a good Christmas. Uh, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll chat in a couple of weeks. The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organise our lives. It's packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports research into the treatment, prevention and cure of breast cancer. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, the diary that saves lives. Buy one for yourself and the special women in your life. Celebrate at the races this Boxing Day. Head trackside for a summer party to remember with sun-drenched lawns, top local DJs and the thrill of live racing. Entry is free. Tuesday, December 26 at Royal Randwick. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket. The... Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's no cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but the best. We ski almost as much. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab, we're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Harvey Norman is open till 7 tonight. Sony Compact Bluetooth speaker, just $78. More hot gift ideas in store. Harvey Norman, open till 7 tonight. Sydney at Marsden Park, Richmond Road, eastbound, one lane's blocked with a truck breakdown. That's near Alara Boulevard. Bondi Beach Emergency Works, affecting both ways on Old Southhead Road at Hall Street. Brisbane at Castle Diner, it's slow inbound on Gympie Road. Also Mackenzie, busy northbound on the Gateway Motorway. Does your joint pain get worse as the day goes on? Bauer finds German-made braces, compression and supports offer proven relief. Call 13knees or go to 13knees.com.au today. I'm Luke Jermay. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota.